0: Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Drs. Zulnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. I hope that you are doing fantastic. Before we jump into another case series for Syntonics, we have two weekly insights. The first one is that Eastern States Optometric Congress is hosting a continuing education event on Sunday, November 13th, featuring Dr. Joanna Carter and Dr. Jack Richmond. We are so excited for this event. It's going to be, like I said, Sunday, November 13th, starting at 8.50 through 4.30 p.m. The lectures will start exactly at 9 a.m. Eastern time. You can go and register at iHeartVT, and I'll link that link in the show notes so that you can see the full scope of what the interactive event will be providing. And just so you know, it it does give our doctors listening seven hours of COPE-approved lectures. Now, the second weekly insight is some really exciting new things coming out with our colleagues. So as you know, we've had Dr. Joe LaPlaca and Bryce Applebaum on the podcast before, and they just launched an awesome program called ScreenFit. So ScreenFit is a vision wellness program that trains and rehabilitates the visual skills and abilities necessary to support the high visual demands of screen usage in today's modern world. ScreenFit is designed to teach you how to relieve the stress that technology places on our visual system on a daily basis. This six-week program will empower you with the tools to support healthy visual habits and efficiently use the eyes together as a coordinated team. ScreenFit was created by industry-leading expert optometrists with over 25 years of experience in patient care. Dr. Applebaum and Dr. LaPlaca have developed an unparalleled curriculum that focuses on the practical application of various vision lessons intended to benefit anyone who uses phones, tablets, or computers. With this course, participants will immediately be able to use their newly learned visual skills and knowledge in daily life. So you guys can visit www.screenfit.com to enroll in the program. And you can use our promo code VIMT2020 for 10% off of your purchase. Again, the promo code is VIMT2020 for 10% off of the purchase. And I just want to let you guys know I have checked out the program and it is amazing. Dr. LaPlaca and Dr. Abelbaum have been so thoughtful about how they set this system up to really enhance your visual skills so that you can have peak performance, and it's really amazing. So I encourage all of you guys to check it out. Okay, so now we are going to be joined by a guest today. Her name is Dr. Jamie Ho, and she is going to share a really unique case related to Syntonic, so we're so excited to have her on. So to properly introduce her, Dr. Ho graduated from the Illinois College of Optometry in Chicago. She completed a residency in community health with the New England College of Optometry in Boston, Massachusetts. She has now opened her own private practice in Nashville, Tennessee, that works exclusively with brain injury, low vision, and children with special needs. When she's not in the office, you can find Dr. Ho hanging out with her family, hiking, reading, or cooking up a storm
1: welcome to the podcast, Dr. Ho. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And to kickstart things, kind of give us a little background on yourself and how you found yourself becoming an optometrist and then the specialty of vision therapy.
2: Great. So I actually started being interested in optometry after I visited some of my cousins who were also optometrists. And at the time I said, you know, this is something I would like to consider. I was looking at healthcare. I knew I wanted to help people. And so this was a good professional choice between life and balance. (laughs) Um, So more specific for optometry, I was actually involved in a lot of research. Previously, I was involved in wet lab research in undergrad, and I actually had the opportunity to work for a pediatric ophthalmologist doing research for shaken baby syndrome prior to going to optometry school. So once I went to optometry school, I was really involved with amblyopia research. And that's kind of uh, where I started becoming really involved in perceptual optometry and looking at visual skills and how it impacted a patient's quality of life. So A few years ago, I started my practice and I saw a lot of, um, I saw the need for brain injury specifically, and brain injury just became the mainstay of my practice. And as we all, all of us, when we go on conferences, sometimes the best insight comes from those casual interactions we have with colleagues. This was one of them, Syntonics was one of them. So I actually went to Nora, Neuro-Optometric Rehab Association, has a conference for interpersonal professions every year that deal with brain injury. And of course I'm sitting with my colleagues, telling them about my clinic and how it's we're getting more and more of these brain injury patients come in. And everyone talks to me and says, well, why aren't you doing syntonics? Or are you doing syntonics? And at the time I did not even know what syntonics was. So it was one of those things I looked into. I said, okay, that sounds a little strange, but I was trying to go in with an open mind. And what, one of the big problems I was trying to address was how miserable patients became after our assessment, because most people who have worked with brain injury, they know, they know when we push the patient, when we're Trying to do our workups and trying to assess and see what's wrong with their visual system, we are taking energy from them and they don't have a lot of energy to spare. And after that assessment, they are pretty miserable. Some of them, their headaches get significantly worse. Some of them are hugging the floor, literally. And so, <laughs> I, one of my big goals actually for bringing Syntonics into my office early on was how can I make these patients a little less miserable? And hopefully they'll come back and see me after the first
3: assessment. Well, right. And then that's the challenge because I think that some, some patients do get scared, right, at the initial evaluation. They're like, if I can't even get to the evaluation, how could I get through therapy to resolve the problems, right? So before we can jump into your case, let's talk about now that you've done syntonics for a few years, talk to us a little bit about your approach with syntonics. Um, and your understanding of the treatment of care? Because it is kind of a different modality than most people are used to.
2: Yeah, so I look at syntonics as a means of tapping the nervous system. So we know there's two different types, two different forces, if you will. The sympathetic, which is kind of the fight, flight, increase your heart rate, you know, tiger's gonna come eat you type thing. Uh, response. And then we have the parasympathetic, which is the rest and relax, also is in charge of the accommodation system, which is important for reading, and also for rejuvenating and replenishing our energy. So I, I always tell my patients, we're trying to find a balance between them. But often a lot of my brain injury patients, the fulcrum for that balance is tipped to one side. Most of them on the sympathetic side. So, you know, they come in and they tell us we're not sleeping well. A lot of times uh, optometry findings, we see they are in exo. So they have an outward eye turn. They can't bring their eyes inward. Their focusing system sucks more or less. So a lot of our patients who are working on the computer or they're doing a lot of reading for school, they will complain that, you know, reading is really difficult to deal with. Some of them are light sensitive because the pupils are not reacting properly. So we have a lot of these telltale signs of what the nervous system is trying to tell us where where the patient is at. So actually, let me go back into kind of different methods. I know a, a lot of other speakers have come in. And one of my struggles with coming into syntonics was I felt that our current methods of assessing for filters is more retrospective in nature meaning that you know we look at the pupils for the alpha omega pupil you know pupillary fatigue we look at the color fields we do the light we select filters based on case history and patient symptomology and then we wait and see and then you know we have them come back in a few weeks and we check the pupils and we look at color fields again and we really don't know for sure if the filter we select is appropriate until we have them come back and we realize maybe it didn't change much or maybe the patient got worse which is it was a difficult thing for me to deal uh, to kind of um, reconcile with my patients especially when they were very symptomatic so one of the unique things that I bring to my practice is I started looking at heart rate variability, which looks at your patterns. And so we have a little sensor that clips to the ear. And every time you breathe in, your heart rate actually speeds up. Every time you breathe out, your heart rate slows down. And heart rate variability is a way to also look at parasympathetic versus sympathetic responses. So we can do this in real time while we're doing a syntonic light filter assessment and see if that syntonic filter is going to influence the nervous system in a positive or a negative way.
1: Okay, so let's get into your case now. So walk us through um, this case of a little girl that you want to share where you utilize syntonics with her to really help reduce her symptomatology and kind of walk us through how she found you, what brought her in to see you, and what your, your exam looked like with her.
2: Okay, so this little girl, she was 11 years old, When she presented, um, she had, actually, I had seen her a few years prior. She was, uh, she first came in because she had really bad headaches um, from accommodative spasm. And she was an uncorrected hyperope. And at the time, we actually gave her, optimized her prescription, gave her glasses. And most of those headaches went away. She probably was a good vision therapy candidate, but she never pursued it. And then we just didn't see her again. So p- fast forward about um two two years later, or a year and a half later, she came to the office by chance for her annual exam. And she was getting really bad headaches again. She actually had debilitating frontal headaches. She also had those frontal headaches in the beginning when she first came in. So Her mom was mentioning that those headaches came after she caught COVID. Their whole family caught COVID. Uh, Medical history-wise, she was actually a pretty healthy kid. Nothing, um, you know, no developmental concerns or any premature birth. So here was a perfectly healthy 11-year-old kid who had debilitating headaches after COVID. Um, She still had, you know, she had some mild binocular vision uh, findings, similar to, you know, spasm case, but nothing to warrant the degree of headaches she was having. She was also having heart flutters and she was being worked up by everyone, um, cardiology, immunology, um, everyone that they could figure out because this was not a normal finding in a perfectly healthy 11 year old. So she came in and we, you know, we finished the eye health assessment. We finished the binocular vision workup and her mom said, you know, what can we do about these headaches? And I said, let's take a look at her nervous system. She, she, she had very low tolerance. So this was a case we really couldn't do a color field or I would, you know, I would take it with a grain of salt. We, we did do do a color field, but, you know, it was it was a very, very difficult task. And yes, her color fields were closed. Um, her pupil testing, she really did not like pupil testing because that involves shining a bright transilluminator in front of you for 10, 15 seconds. And she was not having it with her headache. So anyways, she, uh, we started doing heart rate variability testing with her. And right off the bat, I usually take about a two minute baseline and I want to see what their nervous system is doing. So there are certain patterns that are good and certain patterns that are suggestive that there's a lot of stress in the system. You can also tell when patients are not breathing properly, like they're breathing, they're taking a lot of those short breaths. So we did a heart rate assessment on her. And we tested syntonic filters. We found a set of filters that calm the nervous system down. So mom was willing to try anything at this point. So you know, we gave them their home filters and off they went with it. So about And what was your what was your treatment protocol for her? Like how was it every
3: day for 10 to 20 minutes? What was your treatment plan for her? Every day
2: for um, 10 minutes, each filter. And um, just kind of standard protocol, you know, pitch dark room, drink enough water. We talked a lot about sleep because after doing a lot of, and you know, syntonics, we really want to look at case history. So after going back into her case history, we found that she's actually been sleep deprived since she caught COVID. She had a poor, poor sleep. She could only sleep really well for about three hours. So um, if you look at sleep cycles, every sleep cycle on average is about 90 minutes. And most of us need to get through at least five to have truly rejuvenating sleep. So, you know, she's only getting through two cycles. So no wonder she's tired and and cranky and, you know, can't function in school. So we've actually had several cases of similar to, to her prior. So. This was something that I said, okay, let's, let's try this. So three weeks after we started this protocol, she actually recovered a lot of her sleep and the headaches were starting to go down. This was a girl who came in with constant headaches, like every single day that lasted for hours and hours. She's been medicated with all different types of medication because no one can figure out what's going on. And at the end of the day, It was the sleep and sleep is so critical, not only to COVID, but to our brain injury population and to, I think everyone in general to help us function better and efficiently. And remember, vision is a very energy expensive process. So when we have compromised sleep, sometimes our brain will elect to, you know, take some of that energy and shift it around and vision does not work as well as we want it to.
1: Yeah, I think sleep is so important for everybody, but particularly patients who've been through something like post-COVID or the post-concussion population. I know Dr. Z and I talk about this a lot with our patients where a lot of a lot of them struggle with sleeping well following an injury and it's so crucial to help their brain heal and rehabilitate. So I think that's amazing that through this light therapy, you're able to help also facilitate better sleep for her and in turn really help reduce her headaches. Um, so once you started to see improvement in her symptoms and her headaches, what was your follow up like? Were you still having her do and tonics at home or in office with you? And how frequently did you start following her?
2: So. As with patients, some patients that get too happy with treatment, uh, she she was lost to follow up. But um, about a month and a half after we started the treatment, you know, her mom had called me and said, this is great. We stopped seeing everyone. And she's she's starting to act more normal again. And of course, she's trying to recover as a student. Um, So they, she still had some residual headaches. So about a month after she came back to the office and I proposed, you know, we still have some little things kind of in the, buried in the system. The fields had opened up. They still weren't as full as I would like them. So I said, let's try some in-office syntonics. So she came in once a week for four weeks straight. And we really kind of pushed for home compliance so every time she came in we reminded her about home therapy again and and again and um once again she gets lost to follow up but since i haven't heard from her i I think things are going pretty well she i think she's on my books in another few weeks but uh her mom did give me a call and, and tell me things were much better she had fully resolved her headaches for one which was great And she was doing much better in school and she was just a much happier kid. So I think I I would consider that successful. And even though I haven't seen her back, you know, that's the quality of her life coming back to her. So,
3: right. Sometimes the the no show is indication enough that you (laughs) are successful, right? People only come back if there's a problem. But I think the takeaway as I'm listening to you speak is, really that syntonics gets to the root of balancing the system that is often so out of balance in our patients. And I think that's a really powerful thing for our listeners, right? Like, especially she was seeing every specialty under the sun, right? Neurology, cardiology, immunology, everybody just couldn't figure her out. And it was a simple, I mean, in the grand scheme of all the tests that she probably was worked up in, a very simple look at her her system right like you were just looking at her breathing and said oh things are out of whack I can help you get back on track and there it was now um what would you say um is like your big takeaway from this case is it similar and is there anything else that you would have done differently with her in terms of like filters or anything like that
2: so I think the big takeaway from this case is number one, take a good case history. And I think this is so important, not just for a case like this, but for all cases, because our patients generally know and generally are telling us why they're coming in, Um, especially those patients who come in and they've seen doctor after doctor after doctor, and they still have that underlying problem. Um, Because I think at the end of the day, no one really associated this all her symptoms with sleep, you know, um, it wasn't until we, we started talking about, you know, what has changed, what has changed behaviorally. And I think, um, rehab and functional optometry is great at tending these things down because we always ask the patient, how, how are you functioning? Not just, you know, how's the vision? Is it clear? Is it not clear? Uh, so, it is so important to recognize the signs and symptoms that patients are actually complaining about. And sometimes it requires, you know, a lot more question asking as well. Uh, The second big takeaway is that syntomics really influences more than just our visual system. You know, the light therapy, it goes into our midbrain and our midbrain uh, is the center for regulating sleep. For metabolism, for alertness, for cognition, for mood, and for pain modulation. So syntonics has such a big effect on the system. So I definitely encourage a lot of people who are practicing syntonics to look at it um, as something that not only opens up visual perceptual field, but as something that can help our patients improve many other qualities of life, vision being one, but also things that impact vision, like
1: sleep. I love those takeaways. I think that's wonderful. And especially your first one with case history, I feel like a lot of our cases kind of circle back to that being a key point because case history is so important and, I know for us, sometimes that can be up to 50% of our exam is just talking with our patient and listening to them. And that really helps guide our treatment plans with them. So I love that you really brought home that point. And thank you for coming on and sharing this wonderful case today and how wonderful Syntonics can be for our patients. And for anyone listening that wants to talk with you more, how can they find and follow you? You
2: can find me or my practice. It is www.hovisiongroup.com dot com. And we are located in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.